Merrill Reese is in the house for this week's Legal Hands to the Face podcast. Who better to preview the season than the voice of the Eagles for almost 45 years? Roll the intro. The Legal Hands to the Face podcast with Bill Colarulo. Are you ready, Merrill? All right, guys. Our guest needs no introduction. The voice of the Eagles for almost 45 years, Mr. Merrill Reese. Thanks for joining the podcast, Merrill. Thank you, Bill. I'm happy to be with you. So we are only a few days away from the season opener in Atlanta. You got to be excited that it's finally here. I am. Uh, I'm, I don't know what to expect, but I'm excited. Yeah, new coaching staff, 17-game season. I mean, I think that's going to be a huge difference this year with that extra game. I'm not sure. I, I think for the players, it's a lot. It really is. I think if you want to be honest, probably ideal for players would be 14. Which, which is a long way in the past. But the body takes such a pounding in this game that it often becomes a war of attrition. But money means a great deal, and uh, they, they add on and add on, and I have no doubt that within the next year or two, it will be a two-game preseason and an 18-game regular season. Yeah, that's definitely coming. That's definitely coming. But now, I've talked about in the past, and I think I've heard you talk about as well with, with Nick Sirianni. I just love the culture that he's been bringing to this Philadelphia Eagles team. And, and you've seen it firsthand, I'm sure. Well, I've seen it. You say I've seen it firsthand. I, I really haven't because for the last two years, everything's been virtual. I mean, yeah. if you're talking about the fact that I was in training camp every day, yes, I was. But to actually experience the culture of a team you have to get to know the players you have to be in the locker room on a daily basis which was always part of our daily routine i have not met a player personally for the last two years i mean i talk about jalen hurts i chronicle jalen hurts i describe every move that he makes i talk about the fact that his teammates relate to him they look upon him as a leader but i've never met him I've never met anybody who was drafted earlier uh, since last year. Wow, what a difference. I mean, you, like you said, you've been it doing is. this for 45 years. That's, that's got to be a unique experience now. Sure, it is, because in those days, I mean, prior to last year, by the end of the season, you know everybody. We travel together. We're in the same hotels. You stop at the locker room. You talk about football. You talk about things other than football, and you have a real feeling for what that person is like. But it's, it's a t- totally different situation. And I don't mean this in a negative way because we live in a world right now that is still in the throes of a pandemic. And it's the only way they can keep this thing going. I think the NFL has done a tremendous job. When you think about the obstacles that they yeah. faced last year, and how they had an entire season and playoffs and a Super Bowl, it is almost amazing. It really is. It's incredible that they finished. I did not think they were going to finish that season last year, and they did it without really missing any games. They had a reschedule, but amazing. Now, you mentioned Jalen Hurts. I'm really excited to see him take the reins this year. I mean, what expectations do you have for him as the hopeful franchise quarterback? I like him. And I'm glad that nothing with Deshaun Watson has materialized. Uh, I think Jalen Hurts deserves the entire season 
as the starter. I'm going to say the entire season, assuming that everything goes uh, relatively well and there are no unforeseen injuries. But when I look at Jalen Hurts, I see a guy who the other players seem to gravitate towards. I see a guy with a, with a rifle arm. Uh, the, the one negative that I've heard, and I think it's unfair, is that he's not an accurate passer because he completed 52% of his passes last year. Remember this, Bill. Last year, Doug Peterson put him in and said to him, if the offensive line breaks down and there are no open receivers, throw it away. And yeah. you can remember how many sacks Carson Wentz had. He had over 50 sacks. 30 of them were caused by him standing there with the ball in his hands and not getting rid of it. So a lot of those incompletion with Jalen Hurts were nothing more than throwaways. This year, hopefully, and I keep my fingers crossed, hopefully this offensive line can stay intact. Uh, they have the they have a great offensive line. Lane Johnson, Brandon Brooks, Jason Kelsey, Isaac Ciamalo, and Jordan Mailata. That is probably as good a five as you'll find, certainly in the NFC and very possibly in the NFL. Those are five solid offensive linemen. Lane has already been an all-pro. Uh, Brandon Brooks has been an all-pro. Kelsey's been an all-pro. Siamala was a very solid player. And I believe within the next two or three years, Jordan Mailata is going to become a perennial all-pro. Yeah, I actually said that on an episode earlier that I thought Jordan Mailata is going to be a stud. And the fact that they got him in the seventh round. I mean, a lot of people talk about Howie Roseman and his draft picks. That was a great draft pick, Jordan Mayer. Great draft pick. There were about 10 teams waiting to pluck him as an undrafted free agent. And the Eagles wisely used a seventh-round draft choice. They're lucky somebody didn't use a sixth. <laughs> yeah, you're not kidding. Yeah, but you definitely hit the nail on the head there, too, with that offensive line. It, it's hard to judge any of the offense last year because the offensive line didn't stay healthy. It has a ripple effect throughout the entire offense. Well, it but does. It 14 different offensive line combinations last year Yeah, in 16 yeah. games. And, and the way the Eagles like to build their team, which I agree with, is through the offensive and defensive line. And when you have an offensive line that can't stay healthy, it, it's going to affect the whole team. It does. And, and then add to the fact that Carson Wentz really didn't play very well. Uh, he, he stood there. He didn't make quick decisions. Uh, I think a lot of Carson Wentz, was the fact that he wasn't the same player he was in his second year. Now, actually, not in his first year either, because uh, he was so athletic. But don't forget, he had a torn ACL, MCL, structural damage in his knee. The next year, he had a crack in his vertebrae. I don't think physically he could do the things he could do earlier in his career. Now, maybe he gets some of that back. I don't know. But he did not respond well last year. Yeah, all I want to see is him play 75% of the snaps. That's yeah. what I'm looking forward to. <laughs> or, or 70 if they make the playoffs. Yeah. Well, while we're talking about the offense, how excited are you to see what this wide receiving core can do? I am. Uh, I, I think that uh, Devontae Smith is going to be an instant star. I think Jalen Rager is going to be a lot more productive than he was as a rookie. Uh, of course, a lot of that depends again on health because he had a lot of injury problems. I like Quest Watkins. 
Uh, Quest yeah. Watkins blossomed this summer. I mean, we knew he was a talented, fast player, but this summer he really seemed to catch on. I mean, he was he was opening up. He was burning away from people. He was making great catches. I'm anxious to see him, and I've always been a great Ward fan. I love Greg Ward. Uh, he always gets open. He holds on to everything you throw in his direction. I think he's a, a good guy to have there. And then, of course, the fifth receiver is uh, J.J. Ortega-Whiteside. And uh, uh, he has not played well in his first two years. But this summer, he has. Yeah, I'm looking forward to it, too. I think you're right on Devontae Smith. I mean, we've already seen what he could do against the best college competition, and he dominated the SEC. It wasn't even like he, he was good. He dominated it. He but did. it's great. Yeah, you, you mentioned Greg Ward. It's crazy that he is now the veteran in that room. Mm-hmm. That's true. That's, but, that's absolutely true. Yeah, I'm looking forward to it. And how big was it? We all assumed Zach Ertz wasn't going to be back this year. And now we have him and Goddard. I think that's really big for a young quarterback. I think it is, too. I mean, I thought Zach Ertz had no chance of coming back. Neither did he. Know, <laughs> and, and, yeah, neither did he. He actually cried yeah. in his last, last yeah. interview after last season. Goodbye, Philadelphia. He didn't say those words, but you knew that that was it for him. And it wasn't. I did an interview earlier this summer where uh, the host asked me something about Zach Ertz. And I said, you have as good a chance of being in an Eagles uniform on opening day as Zach Ertz. Well, it shows that I was certainly a, a premature in that, in that prediction. But Zach Ertz is a good football player. Um, he's still very close to his peak, if not at his peak. And last year, injuries slowed him down. But don't forget, this is a guy who a couple of years ago caught 116 passes in one season. And then, of course, the other tight end, Dallas Goddard, is especially good uh, in the in the yak department, yards after catches. He's yeah. very good with the ball in his hands. Yeah, I'd really like to see Dallas Goddard take that next step to become an elite tight end this year because he has well, the talent. Again, We've seen flashes. Again, Bill, he has to stay healthy because he had injuries too. I mean, Buddy Ryan told me years ago, um, the, the most important ability is durability. And he hasn't been durable yet. Yeah, I mean, the whole team last year couldn't stay healthy. Let's hope this year they do. And I'm excited to see what that offense can do. Now, flipping to the other side of the football, the defense. What do you like to see on that defense this year? Well, they have a good front four. And they have some depth in that department. And Hargrave has had a tremendous summer. Tremendous. If, yeah, if summer counts. But it, he... He has played extremely well and seems to be healthy. Uh, Brandon Graham is, I don't know, he just keeps ticking. He just, he's, he's out there, he's yelling, he's laughing. He's, he's just an emotional, wonderful football player. And he's a leader. He's every bit a leader. Other guys have cropped up and shown something. I mean, the, the rookie has looked good. And Milton, Milton Williams. Williams. Yeah. Milton, he looks like something. And um, now, I, I don't know if he's – well, we'll see. But we're talking linebacker, tight, wide uh, defensive. And Ryan Kerrigan is a name uh, worth looking at because he used to destroy the Eagles as a Washington, whatever they are. He was today. our nemesis. But, yeah. but, but Ryan Kerrigan, but uh, he's had a hand problem. But I, I think he'll be okay. Uh, Montez Sweat has had a terrific – I'm sorry, 
Joshua, has, I said Washington and then I said Montez Sweat. But, yeah. but Josh Sweat has had a tremendous summer. He's been, he's been something to watch. So I think, uh, I think they, and then uh, you still have Derek Burgess, uh, Derek Barnett. I'm, I'm going backwards. I you remember have, Burgess. Still, I remember. remember Derek Burgess. Yeah. You still have Derek Barnett, who was uh, one of the heroes of Super Bowl 52 when, yeah. when Brandon Graham pried the ball loose from Tom Brady and Derek Barnett jumped on it. So, uh, you know, we have, we have uh, Derek Barnett. So we'll see if this is his year. Otherwise, I think his, I, I, I think his Eagles career will be uh, in the rearview mirror. I think he moves on. This is his year where he has to come through. Yeah, I'm looking forward to hopefully seeing him take a leap this year because you're right, it's a contract year for him. So he needs to play hard. Has to. And, has to. and Josh Sweat, I think you're going to see a double-digit da- double sack season from him. He came on real strong last year. So we'll see if he makes that leap. And you, you didn't mention Fletcher. Fletcher Cox is a – well. he's unbelievable. I, I, that, that was the given. Fletcher yeah. Cox was the given. We talked – I mean, we just assumed Fletcher Cox – is yeah, one of the best defensive tackles in the National Football League, and um, he's one of the team captains. Um, he's he's a guy who you depend on. I think he is he is at his absolute peak. He's not going to get any better, and he's past the thirty year old bar right now. So we'll see what happens with Fletcher Cox. But I think I think if he stays healthy, and I think if Hargrave. Don't forget, if Hargrave plays well, that's going to open up more for Fletcher Cox. They feed off of each other. Uh, Not to go into the past, but many, many years ago, I remember talking to one of the greatest defensive coordinators I've ever met, and it was Bud Carson. And Bud Carson, we talked about Reggie White, and he said, just remember something about Reggie White. What Clyde Simmons does on the other side, what Jerome Brown does, what these guys do helps Reggie White become the great player that he is. You, one guy can't do it alone. If, if you have one guy and everybody else is mediocre, you can double team that guy. You can find ways to keep him out of the backfield. But again, if you have Hargrave and you have Fletcher Cox together, that's quite a tandem. And Fletcher Cox will rise to the top. Yeah, Hargrave was a big acquisition last season, but he, I think he tore his pec early on, and I don't think ever fully recovered. Yeah, he was never really healthy. You're right. Yeah. yeah, but if they can have that strong defensive line play, hopefully you see that help with the linebacking core and really our secondary. I, I love Darius Slay. We'll see what Steven Nelson can do. But is Rodney McLeod healthy? That's another big question mark. It's all about they injuries say and he, They say he is. Uh, he's back. He's back. And um, I, I believe he will start on Sunday, but he's starting without any preseason. Uh, but he's a veteran. He's a veteran, but he appears to be healthy. I can't vouch for it, but he's, yeah. he's coming off of a serious injury, but he appears to be healthy. And that's great because Rodney McLeod is a team leader. He, again, is one of the captains. Uh, this team has, has named great captains. They have uh, Fletcher Cox as a captain, Brandon Graham as a captain. Uh, Rodney McLeod is a captain. Jalen Hurts is a captain. Jason Kelsey is a captain. And the, the sixth captain is a young player who yeah. really came into his own last year and I think has a, has a great future, and that's Alex Singleton. I like him a lot. 
I like him a lot. I think he may, you may see him be in the top five tackles uh, for the season as a linebacker leading the league in, in tackles. He's all over the field. He is. He is. And all he, and he has field. a, he, and he can cover also when he has to. I mean, he had a, had a pick six last year in San Francisco off of yeah. Nick Mullins. <laughs> Not with us anymore. Not with us. Now we got Gardner Minshew in the house. He's a character. He's a character. So, Again, I, I haven't met him. I don't meet anybody. <laughs> yeah, the different different world, Merrill. See, the, the old guys, the, 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 the preview, the guys I've known come over to the sideline and they probably shouldn't, but I get a hug every now and then from from Brandon Graham. And of course, the the Eagles were scrimmaging, you know, twice a day. They were working out against the Patriots, and someone comes up and gives me a a great pat on the shoulder from behind and a little squeeze. And I look around and it was Jalen Mills. So who's now a Patriot. So yeah. I know all those guys. I know everybody prior to 2020. Yeah. Just a different world. So before I let you go, quick prediction, do we win the NFC East this year? Could, could it's not, it's not, uh, it's not out there. It's not, to me, every team in the NFC East, I like to call them the NFC least, has hmm. major question marks. Giants offensive line isn't there yet. And I saw yeah. Daniel Jones, who I love coming out of Duke, but I saw him in a preseason game still throwing across his body into the end zone, hitting a defender in the numbers. Still, still turns it over a lot. Uh, Washington, there's a team that can't even figure out a nickname. And the <laughs> They, they live on their great defense, and they, they do have a great defense. Uh, but, but Ryan Fitzpatrick, uh, he, he becomes Ryan Fitzmagic every now and then for a game or two. But he is a 78-year-old quarterback. So yeah. we, we don't know. I mean, he's, he's been around a long time, and he, he does well in spurts. But, uh, but he's not a top-10 quarterback. He's a great guy to have. I love him as a backup. But he's yeah. a great guy to have. But uh, they have question marks. And the Cowboys. Cowboys are probably the team to beat. Uh, they're on paper. They're the, they're the strongest team from top to bottom in the NFC East. However, um, I, think, I think the Eagles starting 22 are pretty good. I think they're pretty good. There's, in, in some areas, there is a lack of depth in the secondary. Yeah. Um, on the offensive line, and now I see, I was very, very sad to see that, that Jack Driscoll went down with yeah, a, a sprained peck or something, and, and he's going to be out for a lot, uh, for, for several weeks. That's not good, because he's, he's your best backup player that you have for the offensive line, until Landon Dickerson is actually ready yeah. to go, and I, I can only imagine how good he could become. I don't, yeah, we haven't seen it. Like a lot of potential there. Yeah. Oh, oh, here is. But you know what potential means? Potential means they haven't done it yet. Exactly. So, I'll give you another little concern I have, Bill, since you, since you brought it up. I'm a little concerned about the punting. Uh, usually teams bring in a couple of punters to compete. Cam Johnston was one of the best punters in the National Football League, and uh, they did not tender him an offer. And they brought in Aaron Sippus, who can boom them? Uh, we've watched him in the preseason games, and he punted some long punts, but they were line drives that got there too fast and gave the return man too much cushion to, to return. 
and and then the last game uh, he had one with great hang time, and then the next three were kind of off the side of his foot. So uh, maybe he'll turn out to be great. Right now, un- until I see him punt in an actual NFL game, I-, I get a little bit nervous. And I get nervous about everything at this point of the season. You're, yeah. You look at the team and you want them to be good. But you say, well, you know, is, is Steve Nelson, is he quick enough? I like the fact that they have a veteran back there. Now, is Rodney McLeod really okay? Can this offensive line stay healthy? Uh, there, there are a lot of things to think about. But I think that's, that's probably the prevailing feeling in maybe every city but Tampa Bay. And, and knowing Bruce Arians, he's probably worried about six things too. So yeah. we will see. We will see. I think it's going to be a very, very entertaining and exciting season. Yeah, I'm looking forward to it. That's what makes the NFL so great, right? All these all these storylines, all these things to, to see how they yep. play out. I'm really looking forward to it. Well, Merrill, I can't thank you enough for taking the time. I wish you a great season. And I want you to know I will never forget hearing you call Super Bowl 52 and announcing that Eagles fans everywhere, this is for you. That was a great call, Merrill. Great call. Thank you. Thank you, Bill. I appreciate that very, very much. It came from my heart. It was nothing written. I just let it go, and that's what came out. And I've always felt that way. I think that the Eagles fans are the best, most knowledgeable, most passionate fans in the NFL. I truly do. Well, and you're one of the best as well. So thank you for everything. My pleasure.